0: This podcast is sponsored by BT, because BT means business. Whatever business you're in, BT's got your back. With reliable connectivity to keep you connected as you grow. Search BT's got your back. This is The Times Morning Briefing on Thursday the 23rd of June. The Taliban government in Afghanistan is appealing for international help following a devastating earthquake in the southeast of the country which has killed at least 1,000 people. The 6.1 magnitude quake struck the remote rural province of Paktika. At least 1,500 people have been injured and unknown numbers are buried in the rubble. The Foreign Secretary Liz Truss has said the UK stands ready to send aid and Ronald Newman, former US ambassador to Afghanistan, has told Times Radio what's needed
1: initially medical help, possibly help digging out for casualty search. Then uh, there'll be a need for for food. People will have lost all their food stocks in the area. Afghanistan was already facing a very dire hunger situation. So there'll there'll be a need for for some kind of temporary shelters for people. And, And then eventually that will morph into a need for rebuilding.
0: Four people have been stabbed in what police say was a random and isolated incident in New Zealand. The attack happened at at Murray's Bay on Auckland's North Shore, Superintendent Nyla Hassan gave this update. The offender has been apprehended and he is in custody. I also want to acknowledge uh, there were members of the public that acted with uh, extreme bravery this morning. Uh, they apprehended this offender and brought this uh, incident to its conclusion. Eight people who cared for Diego Maradona are to be tried in an Argentine court for homicide. The football legend died in November 2020 of a heart attack. He'd been recovering from surgery on a brain blood clot a few weeks earlier. Prosecutors now claim the 60-year-old's death was a result of omissions by his caregivers. Culpable homicide carries a sentence of between 8 and 25 years in prison. Thousands of railway workers are staging their second strike of the week today after talks to resolve the row over pay, jobs and conditions stalled again. As with Tuesday, only 20% of services will be running. The RMT union has accused the Transport Secretary Grant Shapps of wrecking negotiations by refusing to allow network rail to withdraw redundancy threats. Mr Shapps says that's a lie and he's not getting involved with talks personally. It's a stunt that uh, the RMT, Mick Lynch, are now saying, oh no, well, what we need are ministers in the room, because actually only last month Mick Lynch was saying we would never negotiate with the government. There isn't actually anything helpful that I could do by being in the room. In fact, it would undermine those negotiations uh, because they're not just about pay. But Lib Dem MP Christina Jardine has told Times Radio Mr Shapps should have got involved.
1: Grant Sharps could have met with the unions and railway companies months ago to find a solution. Instead, he's chosen to sit in his hands and the country grinds to a halt because of that. And I think that what we really need is is the government to recognise that this is yet another crisis that the country could do without.
0: Meanwhile, the unions are calling a 7.1% pay rise for rail workers in Liverpool a new benchmark. Merseyrail agreed the deal with the TSSA union. Its general secretary says it points the way for other unions to negotiate similar agreements. Merseyrail is one of the few franchises to run without government finance. It's controlled by the Labour local authority and Labour mayor. And you've got just 100 days left to use any paper banknotes. It's estimated £163 million £50 paper notes. And 314 million 20 pound paper notes are still in circulation they should be spent or deposited by the end of september you can hear more on these stories throughout the day on times radio
1: imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time